This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Welcome along to another edition of Talking Travel on 2NURFM. With me is Sally Lucas, of course. We are here for our sponsor, Travel World on King. Well, the world is getting a little smaller, isn't it? Well, that's what we all think because it takes us so little time to get anywhere these days, but it's actually getting bigger because we've got more places to visit than we ever had before. And everyone might think, well, how come we've still got the same amount of countries? Well, we have, but there's pockets that have opened up in countries that we haven't been able to get to before that have been closed to the world. So I just thought, and not all these places I'm talking about have been closed to the world, but I'm just explaining how there are lots of itineraries now because people are seeking to go further afield and... I think a lot of people like a little bit of adventure in their travelling these days. You know, it's not just sit back in the coach armchair travel. Um, They're looking to do something, whether it be a little bit of light walking, like trekking, you know, but just to be one with nature, not just to experience. Through the Amazonian rainforest. With the anacondas. Yeah, I had a friend of mine that did that recently. said it was the most incredible five days that she ever spent anywhere in her entire life. Didn't have a shower or a bath or anything for the entire five days that she was out there. Peeled her clothes off, quite literally, and threw them away when she was <laughs> finished, would. But, but would go back tomorrow yeah. in a heartbeat. Yes. So oh, again, there are lots of people that are doing look, lots of adventurous things. Absolutely. And, I mean, we've got, the, the, I guess, the age group of, which is, I guess, I'm part of and so on, that, which have got more disposable income these mm. days, the baby boomers coming through. And they're the people that are looking at more adventure-based. Mm. You know, the, maybe the generation before that wasn't so adventure-based, but the, the lot coming through now in that from the 40s, 50s, even into 60s age group don't just want armchair travel. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're somewhat healthier uh, we seem well, to be yes. as a whole. I think we're a much fitter, um, yes. despite the fact that we seem to be a bigger, bigger nation. I know. You know, we yes. see, we're a lot more lively. We want to get out and do things. Well, I think you notice that. I notice it myself. I mean, when I first started living in Newcastle, and as a teenager, I don't remember as many people out walking and cycling as I see now. Yeah. So I'm sure that has changed, mm. and we're we're looking to incorporate that into our holidays. Mm. And I think it's a nice thing to do. Mm. Well, the 50s is the new 40s now. That's what they say. <laughs> And anyway, this, there's a company out there called the Imaginative Traveller, and they do put together some very imaginative itineraries yep. to different areas of the world. And they basically call it grassroots travel for independent-minded adventurers. And they only take about 18 people at any time in a group, which is good. And it's a different concept of travel because it's all about using public transport as well. You know, eating in local restaurants, small family-run hotels. So it's not your, you know, your four-star traditional touring. And they've got interesting itineraries as I was about to say, into Iceland now for example, there's a 13 day one that does some nature, wildlife, walking trekking, hiking, a bit of cruise you know, kayaking, mm. etc. So and that's a fascinating place when you think it's got, you know, well, volcanoes as well as ice, you know, it's, it's an interesting combination of a destination with mud pools and of course it's volcanic as well as being very much ice driven. So that's a 13 day itinerary that's available uh, there's another one doing Estonia Latvia and Lithuania. Now, you know, you never had an inquiry for Estonia once. I mean, I didn't all my years in travel. And I've had two lots of people only in the last few weeks wanting to go to Estonia. So the world is changing. Mm. And, of course, you couldn't get into Estonia very easily before either. So this is what I'm saying. There's some wonderful things. And when you go into places like this, just from what I've seen, not that I've been to Estonia, the medieval towns, the cobblestone streets, you know, it really is in a time warp still. So you're really getting back to the old Europe you know, that it, that it once was. And a lot of these places weren't always affected by the war either, you know. So some of these areas have just not been seen and been behind closed doors, but they're intact, mm-hmm. you know, as well. Um, 
That's sorry. That was a fourteen-day tour that does that, and it involves again some walking, trekking, and hiking. Um, there's one called the Heart of Europe. It does the Czech Republic, Hungary, Romania, and Slovakia. So you're doing some very interesting things again. They're going into Bucharest, which is considered the Paris of the southern part of Europe. It was designed on Paris, Bucharest. It's even got an Arc de Triomphe and the wide boulevards. And so it's just areas we just haven't really been touring, as you as you say, for a long, long time. Um, and again, another one. There's this one was quite amazing. A Siberian trip. You know, we were going to send you off to the salt mines yeah, in Siberia. Yeah. Well, you can actually go there now. Cool. <laughs> this is a, a summer one that does walking, trekking, hiking, canoeing, rafting, camping. And, yeah, the word Siberia apparently means sleeping land. So it was a land locked by ice and snow for most of the year, of course. So there's only certain times of the year when you can easily go through this sleeping land and see it awaken and, and be part of it. So... You know, there's so much. Istanbul to Moscow, another one that goes through Bulgaria, the Czech Republic, Hungary, Lithuania, Poland, Romania, Russia, Slovakia and Turkey. 22 days. I mean, these are remarkable. I mean, the prices all vary on this and they often have a local payment which you pay direct which goes towards various things that they buy locally as they go. Um, but a lot of these are like ranging from between like 2000 up to a bit over 3500 depending on the duration. Okay. And you've got still got lots of inclusions and you're really seeing it, as they say, at that grassroots level. So it's a really interesting way of travelling these days and there's a couple of companies out there now that are really, you know, I guess focusing on this style of travel. We're talking travel on 2NURFM for our sponsor Travel World on King. With me as always, Sally Lucas. Well, new airlines coming in from Abu Dhabi. New airline from Abu Dhabi and isn't that a nice change, Wayne? I think it's exciting. It is. I mean, as I said, we've had lots of airlines withdraw recently and uh, the latest is Austrian to withdraw as of the end of um, March. But, I mean, they do offer links through Asian carriers, but it's just nice to see an airline coming in that's going to offer us direct services through their home port onto ongoing destinations. To give you an idea, they start at the end of March with only three flights a week um, and they're hoping by the end of June to have a daily service, depending on government approval, of course. Some of the destinations they fly to, of course, are London, Frankfurt, Geneva, Munich, Brussels, and of course they've got a huge network within the Middle East such as you know Beirut, Amman, Damascus and so on. And they also fly actually to New York and Toronto, so you can go okay. via the Middle East across. Now is that what they'll be doing? Are they going in via, they go via Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi. Okay. Yep, so that's the way they go. They've got some very attractive introductory fares for people. Um, you've got to get in early to grab them, of course, but they start to Europe from only 1280 plus tax economy, okay. um, 4395 plus tax business, and that's a very, very reasonably priced business class airfare. I can that's about eight you. or something, isn't it, normally? Normally, yeah. Virtually two of you could go in for the cost of almost one okay. business class airfare. And they've even got diamond or first class from only about five and a half plus taxes, so really... Some fantastic fares out there if anyone wants to take advantage. Apparently the fastest growing airline in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, their management has just been appointed for it and uh, to run it in Australia are Australians um, who've taken over the management of the airline. And they've ordered quite a stack of new aircraft. So all their aircraft are, are really new. They're only three years old, as you can imagine. So it's all new aircraft with all the state of the art that you'd normally have in the back of the seats with screens and all that sort of thing. So, yep, you're flying with, a, obviously, a very wealthy airline and um, it's good to see them coming in here. That's good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> while we're talking airlines, there's a, a fair been released just um, in the last week or so too with Scandinavian Airlines, who are part of the Star Alliance Group, um, which offer round-world airfares. This is one they've just offering in conjunction with three of their partners, United, Singapore and Thai. Um, you go via the states in one direction, Asia in the other. You can have up to three stops in the North American area and, uh, um, sorry, two coming back through Asia. And they fly into, obviously, with United, you can fly into any of the hubs like San Fran, LA, Chicago, New York, Seattle, 
Washington, oh, okay. any of those, then you pick up SAS yep. through to Copenhagen yeah. um, and on to Europe. Up until March, they're actually charging an extra amount to go on to European destinations other than Copenhagen. But from April on, anyone, which probably most people are looking at, looking at that time, they're common rating it, so there's going to be no additional cost to go on to other destinations in Europe. Okay. And that starts um, in the low season from roughly about 23.50 plus taxes, so that's a very cheap round-world airfare. So well, low season's kind of now-ish and then picks now-ish up again... And Octoberish October. into November. Okay. Again, they've got a premium economy on SAS, just to remind people, which is good yeah, to know. Yeah, nice yep. seats. Nice seats, bit more room, and they have a combination fare where you travel economy with the other three carriers before yeah. you link up with SAS, and then you can pay the extra and have the premium economy in SAS for your flights in and oh, out cool. of Europe. So that's all good. That's all right. That's nice. Yeah. And um, where we were talking different things in that first segment, I just thought I'd mention there's a wonderful Cape Town to Joburg via Vic Falls, 26-day fly-stay safari. It's camping, okay, but yeah, it's, yeah, okay. it's good camping. Um, it's about 5,200, and it departs every Friday. And that includes your airfares, a night on arrival in um, Johannesburg, and then you – actually, in Cape Town, sorry, you depart from Johannesburg, so you connect down to Cape Town. It starts there, okay, and then you go all the way through Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe – just fantastic itinerary which you're seeing and it, you do they do cover a great deal of distance on some remote and rough roads so just to let people know it's you know for the adventure based again and it's for people aged between 18 and 55 years okay so and under the stars and a night under the stars oh, listening to all those animals hey what a way to go that's yeah, good and while soccer's on the agenda, yes. can we mention that, of course, we're part of the um, Asian Cup now? <laughs> we, and Newcastle almost really was. I know. And, I mean, the Asian Cup's been in existence since 1956, and there's been, you know, but we, this is the first time we've been able to be part of it, which is wonderful. And there's a package being put together to go to Thailand on the 7th of July for people that are interested in following the soccer and getting out there, okay. which includes three matches while you're there. One is the opening match against Oman, then there's a match against... Against Iraq and then one against Thailand and they also take you obviously sightseeing you doing Bangkok and Phuket as well just to include some nice little things to do as well as taking in the soccer and that's um, 7 July as I said with airfares it starts at about just under 3,000. A lot of fun. And Thailand's then, a great place oh, to go. It's a great nice place. People. So you get all your match day tickets and, you know, everything. You get tours and, yeah, it's really good value for money. So soccer aficionados, it's there. And you get out there and enjoy yourself. And we'll be back again next week with more Talking Travel. For our sponsor, Travel World on King, here on 2NURFM 103.7.